Hello and welcome to the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by BetEasy. Once again, we have the best cast in the business to discuss all the big football issues and hasn't it been a big round in the AFL. we got Ben Dixon, good morning. Morning. BJ, how are you? Jay-Z. And Wayne the King Kerry, good to see you, Doug. The big issue in football clearly is uh, Stephen Cornelio. Hearts in mouths everywhere in the MCG on Sunday when he twisted his knee. It is unconfirmed, but at this stage, it sounds like he's just heard his cartilage. We'll miss the rest of the season, but should be good to go for 2020, boys. We know Hawthorne, Carlton, St Kilda and West Coast all into Stevie Cornelio. Duck, does it change your mind? Would you be less interested in Stevie Cornelio with this uh, knee setback? Not if, not if it's just a cartilage. If, if he did his ACL then that clearly changes things, I think, for everyone. But if it's not, then no. He's a, he's a star and a quality, quality, a quality human from all reports. So I don't think he's going anywhere, though, Jay. Really? I, think, I think he'll stay. Mm-hmm. If he broke his leg, I'd still take him. Yeah, really? Doesn't yeah. change your... A, a bit on um, what, he, what, what he does for that footy club off the field and uh, with that yeah. playing group. And he's, well, he's got plenty of footy left in him. So uh, mm-hmm. even if he did an ACL and was out 12 months, I, you'd still take him any day of the week. Really? Even if you're the Hawthorne, you've just missed, you've set out. It uh, does it does diminish his price a little bit if he did his Price maybe, ACL. but not, not, not in terms of. No, not in terms point. of taking well, him. Well, you, you'd get him if you're willing to pay the top full, dollar. Top dollar for yeah. the four or five years. Absolutely. If, if others had pulled the pin. But for, it's hypothetical now. We don't mm. have to think about it. Even if he did his ACL, I, I said this morning that Carlton would. would would be silly still not to offer mm. the max deal because of their development and where they will be next year. It's still a growing growth phase, development yep. phase. So if Stephen's not there for a whole year, yeah, you'd love him, but it doesn't really matter. So then their peak years would be two, three, four mm. years down the track when he'd be primed and yep. obviously well over his knee. Doesn't risk, change but anything. Yeah. Carlton are in the position, so just to go over that, I know we're not talking about Carlton, we're talking about Stephen Cornelio, but they're in a position, they're sort of like Brisbane were... Brisbane are one year ahead of where I thought they'd be. Carlton are capable of doing what Brisbane are doing now, I reckon, in two, two years. years. Yeah, really? fair point. If you're advising Stevie Cornelio, BJ, what, what would you suggest he do? What was the most attractive Victorian option for him? St Kilda, Hawthorne, Carlton, I mean, even, even West Coast? Or do you think he's best placed to win a premiership at GWS? Who's closer well, to the I did cover that in our award-winning um, list analysis <laughs> through the Herald Sun, it was very Joe, mm-hmm. uh, collaboration. Uh, <laughs> but, it's it. well, I don't know what he deems to be important is it like honestly is it, is it money and length of deal and no, security no but if he said what was the best land when am, where am I going to go to win a premiership well, in, in that case well yeah well where he's right now he's going to win a premiership you reckon you'd argue Absolutely. you'd argue to stay at GWS or the other one probably would be Carlton wouldn't it yep Carlton in 4 or 3 yeah, yeah 3 so or 4 yep. best chance obviously mm-hmm. long term long, long term vision for premiership yep. Yep. stay or Carlton Carlton yep. and yep. obviously at Carlton too there's the the carrot of the, the bigger deal, what we assume anyway, is, is a kind of a max deal. We're talking like NBA trade policies. A max deal for the Cornelio would be at Carlton, I would have thought. It was a big day at the uh, MCG on Sunday. 27-point win to the Tigers. GWS out to $19 uh, for the flag and Outsiders. Uh, $2 against Collingwood uh, this weekend. Um, look, GWS really, really fallen back to the pack. But what was the statement from Richmond? BJ, how well placed are they to make a surge towards the Premiership this year? Because they've had some hurdles this year. They get Jack Rewalt uh, uh, back. Tommy Lynch looks like he's starting to fit into this side. How do you how are you fitting Richmond in this Premiership race at the moment? Oh, I think they're right in the thick of it and will be at the end of the year. So uh, they've got Port Adelaide, Collingwood, Melbourne, Carlton, West Coast, Brisbane to finish. 
all of those being at the MCG. Got to travel 500 metres to a game. So <laughs> that obviously helps, but they play obviously a couple of bottom uh, eight teams in there, but they've got um, Port who's lingering, but Collingwood, West Coast, oh, sorry, West Coast and Brisbane are finished yeah. and Collingwood in two weeks. But that, to me, if, if they make top four, they're going to be deserving of it mm. and they're going to be in form. If they make top four, so they're and the dangerous. Team. Yeah, West Coast, Brisbane, are finished. Knock off potentially both of those teams, who, as we know, both in the top four, and they are they're primed. With the only thing they need is a bit of luck with the guys that have been injured, that they stay healthy because I, I don't think they can afford to have another injury. Yeah, to have yeah. another injury, then their preparation is yep. is tarnished coming into. They're, they're the they're the I'd argue right now, and they've got that to come. And I agree with everything you just said. They're the one. I, I think. They're arguably the premiership favourites. Really, they've got the most complete game right now. Yeah. So midfield, defence, forward, like every every everything's going in their favour. I mean, they're, they're playing a great system right now. That is a that is a, a great leading. Run. Yep. Well, great leading. A couple a couple of hard ones, a couple yep. of soft ones, but then yeah. the hard finish, which I think is really important yep. coming into finals. Yep. Um, and then injuries, but you still forget Dustin Martin's. I think still just going. Mm. So, he's, but I like that. Yeah, no, I'm saying yeah. dangerous, really dangerous. Yep. Just, I, I don't think he'd be doing it deliberately, but he's still got. And Cochin's had, he's, you know, he's building, he's building, building. Yeah, but and he's we, still got this trajectory. Yep, and we see where Richmond, like their best is, and where their worst, there's not much. Yep, there's not much. Whereas other good teams, well, we perceive good teams, best is here, and the worst can be down here. You know, and they're playing one on the weekend. We know their best is very good. They're a $5 third premiership favourite, whereas Geelong against St Kilda on Saturday night didn't play uh, their best game. Just quickly on Sydney Stack Duck, you saw his goal and you nearly jumped off uh, the chair. Is he closing in on Sam Walsh for the rising star? Can you make a case for him yet? Oh, look, there's a lot of fanfare. And I, in terms of excitement, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's an excitement machine. But Sam Walsh has been just ultra consistent. Still Walsh for you? Oh, Walsh. I think I, I, we've, we like to talk up the others and there's been, then there's a big group this year and it's an even group, but Walsh has just been unbelievably consistent. I reckon he wins in a canter. So do I. They have to talk about other players yeah. or else it would be done and dusted at the minute. And yeah. it's, uh, he's it, just been, it's un- everyone's for a job young guy. and it's the AFL's job to make it interesting. So mm. Sam Walsh will win by the length of Flemington straight. Yeah. Influence on games as well. So Sydney Stacks certainly had that, but yeah, Sam Walsh. Yeah, see, Rose, see, I haven't seen a better kid in the last ten years. Yeah, Rosie and these guys. Well, I tell you what, he's done. He's done what Chris Judd did. He's done what Selwood did. All of these guys come that in. come straight in, impact, and had. Yep. Is, you know, it, is there their second best midfielder? And, he, and he's in. He's in the right team to do it as well. So yeah, no. other other kids that that may be coming through the are, are deemed to be developing slower. Mm. Or at other teams, don't get the opportunity that Sam Walsh has. So it has it's yeah. kind of in a perfect world for him that he's been able to show everyone what he's capable mm-hmm. of earlier than others. However, I, I, Sydney Stack has the sex appeal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still think Murphy's Carlton's second best midfielder. He's back in the midfield now, Duck. What was he doing on the forward flank under Brendan Brennan Bolton? No oh. idea. Well, development, isn't it? It's a bit of opportunity. Got a free hit to try and fast track the development of others. You know what he summed up really well, Teague? He summed up a player. He summed up a player where their strengths lie. Like, there was no guesswork in what he does. He's actually got and invested in that person and found out exactly what ticks and yep. where they play their best footy. He's had a conversation with every single player and gone, okay, where do you play your best footy? Where where can you impact this team? Is that right? That's where you can do well, it. So you should. Yeah, but on, the question mark is, why didn't the last coach do that? 
No idea. Well, exactly right. Well, hence why he's not there anymore. Exactly mm. right. So why did they persist for so long? Anyway, that's, but that's I, in the back. We're quick to jump, but I think it was more... You know what you're going to get out of Murphy in his, at the midfield? And I don't agree with it, but I think it was, he had a free hit to let's get the kids in there, develop them, fast-track their development. Murph, I understand you you could have an impact there. Go play half-forward for us, and you're doing the selfless thing. Yeah, and that's Bumpkin. Yeah. Isn't it? So he was a superstar, what, on baller, Mark Murphy. Yeah. Oh. His whole career. He's on. He's in the absolute graveyard shift on the forward flank, yeah. which doesn't make much hardest, sense. Hardest put, spot on the ground. Put it this way. Opposition like. teams when they were playing Carlton. Yeah. And they're going, where's Murphy? Yeah, thank God Murphy's not in the <laughs> Well, we used, to, we, used to, we used to tag him back in the day. Of he's course a jet, did. right? So, yeah. so that's he's laughable. He's a jet on baller. Yep. Yeah, anyway. It's uh, David Teague doing great things. Another win for the caretakers. It's going to be an interesting decision for the Carlton. Training wheels uh, off? Oh, We'll get to Are that. they off we'll or get what? To, we'll get to that in the curly question. Before we finish on the first quarter, St Kilda, just quickly, is Alan, does anyone here think uh, Alan Richardson's coaching St Kilda next year? No. If he wins a final, he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not I, think, I think there's the smallest mathematical chance of making well, finals. Well, there you go. Mate. He's so you're saying I'm a chance. Yeah, I'm employed by St Kilda over here. <laughs> he's flat. He's been flat in his press conferences. He's potting the umpires now. Alan Richardson, it does seem like... We all accept the uh, reality. Should they make the call now, boys? So they say, we think, you know, you're not going to be coaching next year. Brett Ratton or Brennan Lade step up for the last five rounds. Has it uh, got to that point? Yeah, I, I don't think so because I, they're, they're still very competitive. They were on the weekend. I agree with you. I think for the first time, I'm not a body language expert and I hate when people try to suss, but he looked, he looked flat. a lot flatter than I've ever seen him look. He, he's generally a very positive yep. sort of guy yep. and in the in his post-match press conference on the weekend he looked flat mm. so you know what we, we don't know he might have already been told mm. oh, that, that would have got out I would have thought he might have already there's no been secrets told. anymore in the AFL <laughs> do you think you don't think you're going to be there BJ no I don't think it is and there's Are they time for a freshen up at the Saints I don't know if it's a freshen up um, a new coach a new coach uh, but I think the upside of calling it early and, and potentially before the end of the year is get somebody fresh they might get a spike in performance maybe bounce. a couple of bounce get the bounce couple of wins supporters got the hope leading into next year 2019 yeah it was we're not as bad as we think we are or were and so the, the bounce effect from PR marketing and memberships following on for next year sponsorships there's That'll, that sadly that'll all into come it. into it hey guys before we finish the first quarter I just want to bring up something that Jay brought up yesterday <laughs> the, the two most courageous acts ever seen on a football field ever ever seen on a football field this weekend yeah scott penelbury played on with a sore finger <laughs> oh, right finger. like oh, right. like un, like you know gutsy. one of the most courageous unheard of unheard of acts that you've ever seen on a footy field like you know he had a sore top finger and he's had an operation <laughs> on it but he played through that can you believe Same it one no but he, he played year. through it i, he, I like uh, one of the and not only that Gary Ablett Jr. played on with a corky, <laughs> right, and got basically had one is leg, this, had one leg, roast? had one leg chopped off, and he played through it like two of the most courageous acts of the weekend. Oh yeah, and <laughs> the two goals that Gaz kicked, yeah. there was no sign of a corky when he's running off, giving this one to the crowd. So I, yeah, I just, I just want to make note that they. Yeah. What's the worst injury you'll play with, Doug? Uh, uh, Torn Dicker. medial. Torn medial. Yep. Uh, well, I had shoulder recos and came back. After ten weeks, no, with your play with, yeah. Well, I came back, lift, being able to lift my arm up that high and kick seven in the <laughs> final. <laughs> BJ. What about you, BJ? Broken hand? No, I didn't break my hand until I retired. 
Moron. Uh, I played a grand final with a broken collarbone and broken nose for oh, two, two quarters. Go. Oh, that's yeah. right. Took the mark nah. of the century. No, nah, well, I wish it was that game. It, f- <laughs> it was a gutsy effort from Pendles. He was best on 32 possessions yeah. and couldn't use his left hand. He's a left foot, I remember. Oh, yeah. so, oh, he dropped it with his right, did he? He <laughs> ran around. <laughs> did that one. Couldn't use Can it. Can get stuffed. All of you. Uh, hey, in the second quarter, we're going to talk about who is the next superstar midfielder in the making. We might have seen him on Sunday. And also, Nat Fife. Um, he said the Hawks might have been a bit nasty. Is that unfair? We'll find out in the second quarter. This is the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including Bet Boost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. Yes, it's time for the second quarter on the Don't Argue podcast. Proudly brought to you by Bet Easy, fellas. Josh Dunkley. We've lauded the Western Bulldogs midfield. McRae, Bonson Pelly, Hunter. Now Josh Dunkley. Best on field against Melbourne. 39 possessions. Was absolutely outstanding. Looks to me to be the next superstar midfielder in the making. Is that what you saw yesterday, Wayne Carey? Gets it. Big body, clean, um, but butchers the footy. He's a, he's That's a, harsh. Well, it's reality. It's, it's fact. He can't, he can't kick. His dad couldn't kick. And th- this is actually a prime example of dads out there that can't kick teaching, <laughs> their, <laughs> teach, teaching, teaching their kids. No, but I'm serious. If you're a dad or a mum out there and you're not a great kick... Don't teach your sons and your daughters how to kick if you can't. Mm. Go to Auskick or go somewhere and get let them be taught properly, and then they won't carry on your bad habits because he's got, his dad he's to got blame. well, he's got he's better kicked than his dad, but that's not that's pretty easy to be because his dad wasn't great kick. But I tell you what, he is he's very very good in and around the foot. He reads it really well and he's a good pressure. I think he laid nine or ten tackles. Fifteen. Yes. Fifteen was it? It was nine. Or, well, it was nine or ten in the first half. Yeah. He and that one he, he uh, ran down someone as they're running into an open goal. Pretty sure. Yeah, he's just he's very very good. But if he if his kicking improves and he shot for goal. He's at about a 35 percenter. Mm. He kicked two straight yesterday, so he, you know, was very good. But if he can improve that part of his game, then he becomes A grade. I yes. think his grunt is obviously elite. Like mm. he's going to be one of those players. Grunt. But he's a vacuum. Oh, he's, yeah, like just because of the big body, he's yeah, got he's that hard. ability. He's hard, but I think his decision making. I'm sort of leaning towards Ducky. Decision making is really good, but his execution might just let him down a little bit. That's all. We and just for the record, well, my just... son's two and he can kick left and right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's doing what you couldn't. <laughs> kick on me right. Yeah, uh, yeah no, look, that, that's going to be the knock on him. But but if he's – it's hard to – you you got his numbers and you get a guy that's an elite kick. Mm. Like, you tell me one right now off the top of your head. Mm. Martin. Josh Kelly. Yeah, so there's not too many of them. Yeah. So if he finds himself in an elite category in contested balls, uh, pressure, tackling, then – he has to have the discussion about A grade. Yep. But to be an A grade match winner, that's when you the complete package or a Bont or a Kelly, Canelio to agree. Um, there's a couple others out there. Amira, when he's fit. I'll tell healthy. you what you do do when you've got a guy like Dunkley now in and around the footy. If you're a forward, because what he does do when he wins it sometimes, he just he just slams it on his boot. 
you know exactly that he's gonna. That's what he's gonna do. So where are you as a forward? Mm. You're mm. not. You're not. You're not fifty. You're not fifty or sixty away. You're probably forty-five away because they just come in and they come in and you. you you'd, you'd probably take you're on two. The move. Or, you'd probably take two or three easy easy marks yeah. because he he does rush kick it. But what what, I, the, what sorry what I do think I, I, I like about him, which I think I've made that assessment of him, is that he kind of knows his limitations. And he's like, well, this is yeah. this is gonna. I'm gonna do this. And I know my limitations, so he'll become a better kick and a better decision by making better decisions. So take the simple one with his kicks. Don't try and yep. bite off more than you can chew. Don't try and hit kicks that you can't. Just keep it simple. But I, th- I think he's he knows that, and mm. he's he's made improvements already because of that. Was Lenny? How did you rate Lenny Hayes as a kick? Lenny was an unbelievable kick. Yeah, give him time and space because he was one who got elite numbers probably. Yeah, no, but- no Len- Lenny. You asked asked really. I know Lenny you got Lenny time and space, but because. Because a lot of these midfielders are always around congestion, right. kicking efficiency is going to come down because mm. you're always you're surrounded by pressure. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So then you've got to make the assessment when the guys have time and space, then what are their decisions and how do they kick it? But Lenny in time and space yeah. was was elite. So Waited five, it beautifully, Lenny Hayes. Waited it. Yeah, Harves, was, was, Harves was the best kick over 30. Yeah. Lenny was a good kick. And then there was Dale and then there was me. <laughs> Do we take the Western Bulldogs seriously yet as a top eight threat? So they need to win four of their last six. They got St Kilda, Fremantle, harder against Brisbane. That's probably a cross. But then e- Essendon, GWS, Adelaide, all fifty-fifty games. Mm. Are they in, from as it stands now? Do you think they come in? Do they win? Well, it would t- so they've won four out of the last five. Four out of the last, they'd have to win eight of their last eleven games to get through. They've beaten the they've beaten top teams, so they they've. Their capability, their best is good enough. Yeah, they've they've got back to I think you know, like they that 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 pressure. Oh, 16 ish. That pressure, yeah. I mean, they're not at that. I mean, that month was just yeah. unbelievable. But their pressure is at a really high level. They're really clean in and around the footy, and they've got speed. They've got speed. So I, their best is good enough. And yeah, if, it's just their 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 worst right. where that sits yeah. because yeah. It, mm. we've seen this year that it has been really poor. But I think it's, I think it's. Oh, it is. It's easier to get up for better teams because you know what's coming, mm. and then so consciously you actually say, "Well, I've, I've, we've got to get ourselves up." And individually, I've got to, I've got to be up today mm. or this weekend because we'll be embarrassed when we belt it. So yep. it's actually, it's easier, and it's, a, I think it's a good thing when you come up. So the challenge for them is when they come up teams that that they're expected to beat, and where's their head at, and then how are they mentally? Are we saying thirteen gets you in? Twelve. Twelve. 12, 12 so. and a good percentage. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. So Western Bulldogs, thirty favourite against St Kilda. 3.45 uh, this weekend. Bulldogs, full head of steam this weekend. Ed Richards and Bailey Smith add some pace and some uh, exquisite skill too on the outside of that, uh, that midfield. Before we go to halftime, boys, what was your take on Nat Fife's comments? So he hurt his shoulder. He came off. He went back on, and Hawthorne players sort of a few hip and shoulders, bit of a you know touch up. How you going, Fifey? And then after the game, Fife said that well, gave the impression that he didn't really like it, and he said that the industry can be a bit nasty sometimes. And then Ross Lyon said after the game that if the umpires don't afford Nat Fife more protection, um, then they're going to take matters into their own hands. Is Fife being a bit soft here, Dicko? Or no, this is actually laughable. We're actually talking about Did you watch... We, did you do the game? No, I didn't. Did you see the incidents? No. But I'm just saying... Just I haven't either, so I'm... I'm oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm basing it on you're on a football field, <laughs> and if you've got a sore shoulder and you get hit by opposition, then suck it up, princess. Let's be honest. Like, take it back to when you first started, right? Was it dirty? Oh, yeah. Of course it was. And I remember Dean Wallace in my third game. I 
had a hip injury, mm. and he came straight in and went bang straight into me hip. Nandy hip. Yeah, had to run off and like when <laughs> guys used to come back from stress fractures on their feet, stomp on your duck, feet. Duck, we go bang, put this long st- stops oh. in. But that, but that's what it was, and that's what it still is. Like it, it's not. But that's not what it still is, because that's not what the AFL wants. No, but so. let's be honest, it's a collision game. So if you're going in with a sore shoulder and they recognise that you've got a wounded wing, then you've got to have a crack. It's a fair game, BJ, or not? Well, did they do anything to give free oh, kicks we- away? <sighs> no. There you go. So it was within I think, the No, rules. he got a couple of free, he got he got a couple couple of free kicks. Yeah, just from bumps off the footy. But, yeah, I I'd, I'd tend to agree with Dicko. He's, look, he's a, he's a star. He's a star five. And what, what you have to... Let's be real here. You can't just expect to go out and you're a star of the competition and shake hands and, and think it's all going to be easy. And if you have got an injury, I think, and you go out and you play with that injury, then you are fair game. Mm. If you're coming off the ground with an injury and someone, because you're injured, different. that's very, very different. But if you're out there playing and you've got a sore shoulder, you know what? If you I'm the, start the game and, if with I, an injury that's and right. finish and it. I, yeah, and, I'm, and if I'm the coach or on the opposition, and I know BJ's got a sore shoulder, of course I'm going to bump into his shoulder. That's you know you're fit enough to be out here then part of it. Play I'll, on. I'll give you an example. Ablett a few years ago had the bad shoulder. Yep. And Jack Viney tagged him. Yep. Every opportunity. Shoulder. Shoulder. Hit him. Tackle him. Dump him in. All within the rules. All within the rules the whole way through. What What do you reckon Ablett said? Nothing. Mm. Because that's the game. Now if anyone can complain, Ablett would have can complain. Different so genera- I think ge- different generation. Oh, Fifey's kind of the the pioneer of the Gen Z. And I mean that. Yeah, like tell us about Gen Z. You spent some time with them. Yeah, well, they're just they're, they're just different. I, they've brought up not playing like that or expecting that or having that mentality. And he he's a little bit different because he's a bit older. But particularly the Gen Z now, the now seventeen to twenty four year olds, twenty five year olds, they they don't expect that. They they see that as filthy and and wrong. And so there's there's this expectation that just doesn't happen anymore. And I think the AFL want to essentially stamp that out because mm. it's because the young kids watching at home oh well shit, I don't want to get out I don't want to do I don't want to be out in the field and mm. people do that to me so if you're Sydney this weekend BJ what are you doing well, Sydney not that team said I'm 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 a bit old school so I'm aren't they what the nasty team well you, you say you're just saying it's normal now you're saying it's nasty what do you mean <laughs> no play, no Sydney 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 not a, like Sydney a renowned like yeah, they, when they had the spark two years ago and they Lost the first six and won the next. I'm not saying they thing. can't do it. I just say they look, don't be, don't be surprised. Yeah, no, I think they will. They'll do it. I'm, I'm Scott. I'm, if it's within the rules, and he's on the, he takes the field. He's he's taking the field fit enough to cop. Yep. blows it's and a target on his back. Yeah, he's got a target he, on his back. He, so he, he, he's got through test during the week, yep. ticked him off, and he's an inside midfielder. So he's got no choice. If he was if it was that bad, he'd be sitting at foot and forward. I, I always I, like to put it on the other foot too. Like if Fremantle had. Call it O'Meara had a bad shoulder. What do you reckon they'd be doing? Yeah. And I'll tell you what he has done and Ross has done. Put a massive beacon on his head and said, hit me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but then then everyone's watching. So then the AFL are going to be watching. Umpires. No, umpires are going to be watching. But I'm just saying that's what they've done. They've Mm. now highlighted the fact Mm. I've got a little sore wing and everyone will go after it. It's going to be on the game will be played in Perth, uh, Fremantle versus Sydney. Frio, a $1.55 favourite, but uh, haven't been going that well. Some discussion about your mate, uh, Ross Lyon. I'll ask you about him in the curly questions. BJ, uh, i tell you what, in the third quarter, we got your roast duck 
and Port Adelaide. Are they the biggest tees in the competition? More coming up next on Don't Argue, proudly brought to you by BetEasy. BetEasy Same Game Multi is available across every AFL match on the BetEasy app. Simply combine your selections from the range of markets available on the same game, all in the one bet. BetEasy, official wagering partner of the AFL. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. And it's time for the Premiership Quarter on Don't Argue, powered by BetEasy. Uh, Duck, you got steam coming out of your ears again, mate. What are you fired up about? Well, I'm fired up about the World Cup <laughs> Cricket Final. Can you believe what happened last night? That was an absolute joke. The fact that they've won, the English cricket team isn't even really the English cricket team. They've got an Irishman in there. <laughs> they've got a South African as well. And then, Sounds a lot did, like the Irishman. And did you, know, did you know that they actually changed the rules before the World Cup so that Archer was eligible to play for England? They halved the time that you had to be in Living, England yeah, for, him, from the for him to play. So what an absolute... And, and what about these rules? Who made who made those rules up? Like the, the super... What's it called? The super, super, over. super over was fantastic. And then the fact you go... So you had a draw and then another draw. And the fact to have a count back... Count back on boundaries, not wickets taken. Kiwis bowled England out. England didn't do it the other way. If you'd done that, then obviously the Kiwis win. Why couldn't it? You know what that should have been? A draw. If that's if there's come back if, next week, come if, back tomorrow. Well, if there's ever another a case over. for a draw, that should have been it. Or another super over. That's the answer. So, so the Kiwis have not lost a puzzle. the World Cup without actually losing it. Yep, it is lost by zero. It runs. was an absolute. Joke, cannot believe it, and also overnight, my favourite tennis player, Roger, <laughs> lost as well. To Two the championship Joker. points. Two, you no, know, can, can you believe it? Can and, you believe it? Anyway, and ducks my and ducks roasting through the eyes of twelve schooners too. While he's watching <laughs> that. By the way, didn't see a ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's roasting the uh, ICC. <laughs> okay. If you were at the SB, hey, uh, Dicko, Gold Coast are in a real pickle. In fact, it's crisis time. If you were the list manager or the CEO, what would you do to fix that joint? I'd trade all the young talent out right now. So Lukosius sending back to Adelaide, giving the opportunity and try and get something for him. Um, I'd send King back to Melbourne. Um, every every little bit of credit you got right now in terms of your young youth, I would get them out the door. What for? For some serious talent and serious experience. What, okay, what you just said there, and I might run with uh, that's a that's such a good point. Lukosius, if you said to Adelaide, you know what? Here's Lukosius. I want one of the Crouches. Great Crouch, yeah. I want, you know, an, one of the Give other. Give me Cameron well, Ellis-Yolman as well. One of the other, you yeah. got two of them. It's Lukosius and... Isaac Rangie just signed that. But you could oh, still yeah. trade no, but exactly. you, throw, you throw, yeah, you say, give me a Crouch and give me, you know, one other fringe Green sort group. of player. So you get two or maybe three, another real fringe player. And, and, then, and then so all of a sudden you've got automatic sort of mature age bang into your team. So you've got a bit Certain of... Certain starters. Yep, you've got yep. a bit of mature bodies. Yep. 100%. That is but a they, very good and, point. And then Ben King, go to Hawthorne, say, I want Sicily, and I want so-and-so, because Hawthorne... Oh, they go, wouldn't give Sicily. No, 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 I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, he's on the table now, King, right? So he wants to come back to Melbourne. So you, you, start, you start at the top, mate. You, you negotiate, he's start at Sicily, and they go, well, no, then you work yeah, your way back but, down. but you go to every club. So right now, the, 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 like the coaching staff and all that, no problem at Golka. It's the players. Yep. So... Don't sit for two or three years and wait for Lukosius to become a player and then go, out he goes. Just just do it now. Just do it now. And it's but, the same but, as I said uh, last week, Dicko. I said if they give him a priority pick, but they have to trade it. 
they have to trade their priority mm. pick to another club mm. for mature for mature bodies. But can you imagine you get twelve genuine players in there that have got five years left in the game? It's almost money ball, but you've actually surrounding yourself with a nucleus of players who are not in. And I'm not saying this for any other reason, but these young kids are in an environment in the Gold Coast. So you're putting experienced players in there that have come from good clubs. Might have families. Families go up there. The wife's gone, this will be great for the next four or five years. I'll raise the kids on the beach. They knuckle down to the footy. Stewie Jew's got some experience. He's got people that are going to actually grow that footy club with, on, with themselves on the field. But you trade your ass off. Yep. And you give all that talent up. You give it all. A, and you get a, and you know what? You start winning some footy games and it becomes a place where people want to be. And just to Destination. put a, a bit more context on it, that they have to get out of this vicious cycle that they're in. Yeah. That that now that, yeah, we'll get kids back and, and say, for instance, if Martin wants to leave, then it's like, yeah, well, give us, we deserve two first rounders for him. And mid, late first rounders. There's no point getting. Yeah, but yeah. they get them in and they, they're still stuck in this cycle that. Doom in, loop. Exactly. Yeah, the doom loop. So they've got to get out of that. So that's one theory around it but they do have to do something to get out of this vicious cycle or they will be stuck with a poor list for years to come if they they survive that they'll, and they got stuck, Matt, they'll be stuck with a quality young players that don't develop forever and don't stay and do you know the other thing and Dave? don't stay Matty Rowe's number one pick right Matty Rowe's a gun Matty Rowe's a Victorian Matty Rowe want to come back if he goes up there and they spin their wheels for two years and keep these young kids and try they're at a high to nothing give up one right now and so, who so, wants it? And and this is what we need. Yeah. This what is what we want. One and Give two. It straight so up. They get a priority, and they get Raoul and Anderson. Obviously, two best mates at, at both. At yep. Carey. And they come straight back to uh, Melbourne in two years. And Dicko, I I would to go the next step. Not don't give it up and just get one. Go try to get. You, if you're giving up a really quality pick, obviously, then you need two, maybe even three players and, from and, that particular club. And mm. and. Um, mature. And if they turn around the list management and Gold Coast Suns in their um, recruiting department and just get the avocados to have a go at it, mm. th- th- that that joint will look totally different in 12 months. Well, the Suns let go Jared Lyons at the end of last season, let him go for nothing. <clears throat> Do you know how many touches he had for Brisbane across the weekend? 36. 36. That's mm. a lot. There it's you a, go. It's a, he, salary cap you, issues. But you also... So here's the other issue is that... Because they're up there and they they want to keep players and half decent players, they got to they got to pay overs for mm. a bloke that may be worth three hundred fifty grand. They got to pay him four fifty, and they got to do that to nearly most of them because he arguably would have been the Suns' best player this season had he had he stayed. It does seem quite curious. We've got to move on to Port Adelaide boys. Um, are they the biggest? Can we? They're, they're the most untrustworthy team in the competition. Of course they are. Are they underachieving, Dicko? Of course they are. How can you beat um, West Coast in Perth? Yep. How can you beat Geelong? Yep. How can you beat these top teams? Flog Adelaide. Flog Adelaide, and then turn up your toes on every other game, and, and in the showdown win by fifty plus points. So what is Adelaide. it? Is it a mental thing? Is it a coaching thing? Is it a players thing? What what what, what Port Adelaide fans must be so frustrated? What the hell do they make of their football? Club? Do you know what they are? They're like the you know when you go through the yellow pages and you ring a removalist. <laughs> and and you go, yeah, I'll be there at two. And you're sitting there waiting, and they don't turn up. A <laughs> removalist or a foxtail. Or- yeah, or something. You're just sitting there waiting, and you go, are they going to turn up? Are they not? And when they do turn up, they get the job done. But yeah. guess what? They're the yellow pages at the moment. <laughs> They're a tease. You're, you're, you're yeah. looking in there, and you're guessing. Well, I think everyone's got to take responsibility, don't they? Coaches, yeah, they? What players. Happens? What happens in the aftermath of a loss like that, Dick? Uh, well, PJ? generally, there's a response. So the players will, yeah, we're embarrassed about that, but... 
What about being proactive and getting on the front foot and stopping those embarrassments before they happen? So that's where the players take responsibility, coaches. It was a classic. It was They were undisciplined. Start of the game, running around. Talk about false bravado. You know, was it over the top on Neil? Bumping into Neil, giving away free kicks. They kicked the first. Bang, 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 bang. It was game over. Seven from, to two. It was, and, it was game they over. Two, they kicked two late. So. Yep, it was yeah. game over from there. Yep. I mean, you know, running around, acting tough rather than be hard at the footy. Mm. Yep. All right, boys. Time for the curly questions next. I'm going to ask whether Ross Lyon is gettable for a big, a Vic, big Victorian club. This is the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy. With Bet Easy Sky Vision, not only can you watch every Australian race live, you can now watch and bet in widescreen or landscape mode from the one screen within the Bet Easy app. Simply rotate the phone and you'll see how we've raised the game. Bet Easy Sky Vision, gamble responsibly. Yes, it's time for the fourth quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. Wayne Carey, Anthony McDonald, Tipping Woody. What a uh, match-winning goal against North Melbourne Saturday afternoon. Is he the best finisher in the competition? He is a beautiful shot at goal. Mm. He's he's compact. Every You, know, you talk about um, his set shot. I mean, that was a snap that he kicked the goal with, obviously. But his set shot, Dicko, you'd appreciate this. Love and you it. would too, being a beautiful kick. His ball drops about that far. <laughs> he's, he's low to the ground. It's just it's, everything's in line. It's simple. Who, and who have you got kicking on goal for your life? Pick an AFL player. He'd be he'd, for for a set shot. I'd argue he'd be he'd be right up there with the, the best in the game right mm. now. Oh, David Mundy any day of the week. David Mundy any day of the week. BJ, you're not you unsure about the Waller call? Well, yes, because technically he's great, but we know goal kicking is more than that. So what's no, but not, he, well, well, what's, what's, what, what, what's the not? What's, what's he averaging at the moment? Yeah, but what's not talked enough about is the psychology of it. So in pressure moments. So, for example, he Bailey... He hasn't kicked any in pressure moments? Well, there's a snap, but he... No, no, no we're not about talking it. about that. I'm saying yeah. well, over well, the last two years, I've, I've watched him yeah. kick. I agree that he's moments, a beautiful kick. And he's, you, know what he, you know what he goes at? He's, his average is the highest in the AFL for set shots. So, but it, so, so, kick so after the simple the, answer is yes. Well, he hasn't, but he hasn't had the opportunity. Yeah, so even in big moments, but he in, hasn't had the opportunity. Yeah, but he has. So, he, so therefore, that's why I question it. Okay, BJ. Oh, okay. Would so you, you have to. So you have to have had a kick after the siren. So I've never or had a kick after on the a grand siren. final when it counts. Have you ever or, had a kick after the siren? No. I've well, kicked I, some pretty important goals oh, yeah, in grand finals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you mean the one from 15 out? <laughs> so I had to kick him. The one from 15 out. <laughs> so I had to kick him. Um, well, Bailey Fish is a perfect example from the weekend. Yeah. That he takes the mark. Or was a, Yeah, took the oh, mark. played on. The camera wasn't even reset. The umpire blew his whistle, was sent him out, and he played on. Yeah. And to me, he's... And that was on a slight angle, 25 metres, 30 in front. But he's played on because he said to himself, oh, shit, I, don't yeah, want, I don't want the exactly pressure of right. going back yeah. off the mark. I know there's only a minute, minute and a half to go, and I don't want time to think about it, so I'm going to play on snap it because mm. I've gotten out because I played on quickly and oh, I shouldn't have that. done it. But well, So prepared. there's a psychology of it that's not talked about enough in the AFL. So Every, would, everyone... That is... But that, that's... That's Sandra Sully with the late. We all know that the psychology goal. Well, why don't you talk? Why don't we talk about it more? Because whenever anyone misses a goal, all the it's all it's all psychology. The, all the commentators say is, "Oh, he's a bad ball drop. He dropped that too. Or he leant back on that one." No, no. Well, well, because if if that's <laughs> what, what about saying no, that he was shitting himself if, and he? <laughs> no, no, that's one hundred percent. That's one hundred percent. They're always you're always thinking that. <laughs> that players are always thinking that. But at the end of the day, if he did lean back on it, and the ball drop was bad. Then you comment on that as well. But I would say if I 
I, so to answer your question, which was, Goal, yeah, okay. which was to me, <laughs> I would say one. I would have McDonald, Tip, and Woody kick for me right now in the AFL after the siren. After the siren, who would you have, BJ? Yeah, I'd go someone like Mundo who's done it before. Yep. Um, Beautiful kick at goal. Yeah. And, and they Psychology throw down to me all the time, they do, you know, on the boundary line. They go, oh, what, what, what do you do there? I'm going to go with BJ's like, he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have uh, Jackie Gunston, fair to say. Well, um, what about the guys at training when you've got the uh, cauldron? Yeah. Who, who? There's always a few guys that just. Oh, he's a he's a beautiful kick. He'd field, he never misses, and you get him in front of you. Exactly. Yeah, because that's that. Yeah. Exactly right. Thirteen and fourteen. Jack Gunston was the best. Oh, 14, 15, Jack Gunston was the best. Yeah, set shot had history. And guess what? Last few years. No, he's off the boil. Yeah. Yeah. So you want him kicking for your life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Forky. I've just I'm in always, the trash. I've just so always had in my head that. Uh, I, someone, what about Jakey Stringer? No chance. Oh, for he set he shot. He doesn't think about consequences. Set shot. Absolutely have not kicking for he, my life. He, he butchers it in front of goal. Oh. Jack Rewalt also. Someone that thinks less is what I'm trying to <laughs> It'd be a good one. Well, can we answer this one a little bit quicker, boys? It's Collingwood on the road on Friday night. The best win of the, uh, the best win of the season. Well, that's exactly oh, what they needed. the best win of the season. They were talking the best win. No, the best, best win of any club this season. Oh, cons- probably considering circumstance when you add we, it all up. We know what we 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 forget very quickly. It was it was a very very good win. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm sure there's been other really good wins over the year that, which I can't even think. Brisbane about. Brisbane against GWS, maybe. Um, uh, let's, let's not let's not forget Collingwood are a pretty good team, and we all think they're. I, I gave them a chance on Friday night. I thought uh, in the form they were in, in the form West Coast were going in with, I thought West Coast would win. Mm. But you're talking you tip West Coast. You're talking about a good. You're talking about a pretty good team. Yep. We spoke about it here last week, and I said I was excited to see what Collingwood would do. They answered. And it was great answered. coaching from Nathan Buckley. They, they were juicy odds, too. We sat on the couch on Thursday with my mates, and I said, what are the but, pies paying? Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, big line, too. On. But at three-quarter time, they're 19 points down, and it looks like West Coast going to run. Well, they, they, don't, they, they lifted. They what? had a great last quarter. Live betting so good. They got at some Bet easy. odds. The best odds at Bet Easy. They're a dollar eighty favourite to beat uh, GWS uh, this weekend. I said this off the top, BJ. I want a strong answer from you on this one. Is Ross Lyon gettable for a Victorian club in the next three months? Because it does feel like there is some easiness <laughs> around his position for next year. <laughs> Doodle over here, just turn his shoulders oh, to me. Uh, is he gettable? Well, yeah. what I know, he said no, but. I question whether the club say the same. So he said, I'll be here next year, I'm contracted. But whether the club's saying that now? And then I start to think a bit deeper. And are they? do they need a bit of a freshen up? Freeman or building, they could actually afford to go in with an inexperienced coach, develop with the list. And Ross has, Ross has always said he's, he's not a career coach. So is there an opportunity now? He's got one year left at Fremantle next year. to No new deal from them yet. Yeah, so potentially start looking and here's here's your retirement plan mate here's a six-year deal whatever the price is 1.8 million and whatever it is 1.6 1.8 no, no, no. here's your retirement plan that. Here's guaranteed six years let's have a crack for six years and whatever happens after that let's could deal he come with back it. to st kilda he could mm. I, I, I find I, that hard to i think there's uh, i was in perth obviously on the weekend for the game on friday night been over there a little bit of late there seems to be a swell Rumbling. rumblings of uh, Fremantle supporters and stuff that are sort of saying we think we've got to move on. That's it's what time to move on. Yeah, that's that's the that's the general feel in Perth, and Ross would know that. Obviously, he's not he's not silly, and he lives there, and he'd, he'd hear all of that. So, 
I think it's a perfect time for him to leave. But what? And I and I and I think whoever gets him, has got one is, of the best coaches in the club. Absolutely. But you got to be careful because I know the players love him. So then the players want him to coach and want him to be there. So if the club, mm. I think they'd ask the players' opinion or the senior players in particular five. But um, if they go against what the players want and feel that it's best for the footy club, then. I would suggest that if Ross goes, then there's a few guys walking out with him. Mm. Uh, to Duck's point, you're over there. He's definitely listening because he made a comment that his wife goes through Twitter and he gets potted all the time and then she does a bit of research and they're all West Coast supporters. <laughs> <laughs> Call it for his head. But if he did come to Melbourne, yep. he'd be the hottest coach in town. He, 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 I said on the weekend, and BJ knows him better than anyone, um, I reckon he's the best game day coach. Yep. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. He's got a great feel for the game. Yep, but really that's it. He's a real. You see all the players that have from from us, the Fremantle players, talk about him, and he's a personable guy. He kept Barlow making comments during the week about he's so owes so much to him because he cares about the players. He's a players' coach. He's always defending them, like he did Fife, like he, like he does every every other week. That's why I think the club just has to be careful because they might get some kickback if. Mm. And any good coach takes ownership of their coaching and he does that every single time if you listen to him he always takes ownership of his yep. coaching and I had a discussion with him a few weeks ago about his round 9 game against Essendon they lost by 7 points yep. and he said that was my fault he said I had a selection error right so he owns everything mm-hmm. so that's why the players would trust him and that yep. it wasn't so long ago that they beat Collingwood in the MCG last one today boys Carlton uh, have dropped Mitch McGovern saying that he's had some injuries this year, needed a, uh, a block of training um, to sort of build uh, some fitness. So it's rested. Should have done. Should have done it three weeks, four weeks ago, six weeks. Ago. I watched him. I watched him play in a game. I've never seen. No, oh, I won't say I've never seen. The lack of effort was deplorable. Mm. He uh, he just didn't want to even. He didn't even want to go near the footy. So for me, and 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 from what I understand, clearly talented. Uh, when he, his time in Adelaide, he's he's unbelievably like got talent, potential yeah. talent. Work which is right a very though. ugly word. Yeah, he just doesn't. Apparently, it, his training habits and everything else are not up, not up to yeah, not up to scratch. So, yeah. um, I think. And you know what? No, another big tick to David T. Yeah, yeah. I, I fear another for big him. tick for him. So, so, so just to clarify, it was rested or dropped? Dropped for me. Yeah. No, what they what they've said. They said uh, he's having a training block. That, well, that means I that means you're not fit enough. Yeah, get yourself fitter. And I fear for him because if he's having a training block under Andrew Russell, oh God help him. Hard yards. Oh, he'll be he'll be exhausted. He'll be spewing his guts up. Hard Good. yards. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what he needs. Clearly needs it. And Bef- he cops no shit, Jack. Before we leave, BJ, same thing was said about Jake Stringer. That's why the Bulldogs trade him because his professionalism, etc. Did you see Jake's? Efforts on that side of his game improve when he came to Essendon, BJ. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see where it used to be at. But what, what, like what Jake is, and I've said this about all players, and it took me a while to understand this, is that not all players can be animal trainers and elite trainers and professional guys. They need to be at a certain level, and if you want to create a, a good culture and a, with with everyone's got to be here, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and what I've seen. But so anyone below that, then you've got issues. So Jake was always right on. Jake's always there. He he doesn't go. He Just. doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't go out of his way to do extras, and he's not the guy to be in the gym or in but I, grinding. In terms of in terms of how he's played this year, he has Tick. he oh he he's now doing things that he's never done yeah. before. So imagine if he and, and that's he might a, be doing those things now. Oh, no, he's, he's not. not. Okay. But but you can't just because of the guys make up 
their DNA, how they were brought up, everything, all that kind of thing, they can't get to where, you know, I was, I was critical of guys early in my career that yeah. why can't you train like us? Why can't you be like Rui and I, Lenny? Yeah, yeah. And, and some of them just can't. So get him to a level and then and then it's, imagine if he did. Like, he's got more talent than well, most I, of us. I think he's, he's pressure, he's, he's, he's unselfish now. He's, yeah. he's doing, doing everything that you want. Mm. I, I, I reckon he has had... An unbelievable year, Jake Stringer. So yeah, he's so, the nail on the head. Yep. Unselfish. Yeah, yep. but he, I've never had any issues with him. Yeah, he'd handball to a bloke in the goal square and let someone else kick it. Mm. But he can do some stupid stuff. But he's, he's second. He's he's second and third efforts. It's you know you talk about talent. And yeah, he's clearly got that. But he's now it's it's all effort. And yeah. So he he's he's one. Of, he's he now is a real package. Mm. So McGovern looks like he's one of those guys that. Yeah, he doesn't go out of his way to do extras and whatever, Similar but like. he's ha- he has to get to a certain level. Mm. And there's a bit more pressure on him because of the circumstances come across from Adelaide and they did pay a yep. high price for him and he's on a lot of money. So Yep, it was a big trade. Boys, you've been absolutely outstanding. Dicko, once again. Yep, thank you very much. Can I just say, what mm. a courageous effort. I corked him about five minutes ago and, yeah. and, he's, and finishing, he he's finishing the program. Still got his legs oh. crossed. I'm quite, quite gutsy like that, boys. <laughs> <laughs> BJ, terrific again. Wayne, King, Carey, very amusing. This has been the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by Easy. We'll see you on Thursday for the special punning edition with champion data's Jacob Wilson. Bye for now.